Hey, good morning. So glad to be with you here at our Half Moon campus. Hey, Jacob Hayes mentioned uh, this Family Sunday, and the kids have a, uh, a handout to, to take notes in. As kids, I want to challenge you, at the end of the service, compare with your parents and see if you guys got the same notes or if you heard the same things. And kids, I just want to feel free. If you need to draw and color to help you listen to the message, feel free to do that as well. And I guess, parents, if you want to draw and color as well to help you understand the message, go ahead and do that as well. Hey, generally, it's probably safe to say that it's common for people in this world to underutilize things. It's common for us to not utilize things to its fullest capacities. Let me kind of give you some examples of everyday things in our world that we may not be using to its fullest capacities. Our cell phones, right? Our cell phones are basically tiny computers in our pockets or purses, and yet we only do three things with them. We, we text, take photos, and get on social media. Um, my car has more electronic components than ever before, and I'm underutilizing that. Maybe you have a cable TV or streaming service, and you probably only go to a few channels or a few genres at a time. Or maybe you're like me, I'm a member of a gym, and I only use two things at that gym, and I miss all the things that gym has to offer. Perhaps you may be in the same boat as I am. See, it's easy in life to stay at a basic usage level with things. But what you can find with anything is that we can be missing out on a deeper level of experience. See, it's difficult, right, to go deep into anything in this world, right, because there is so much competing for our attention these days. But let me ask you a question. Let me pose you a question this morning to kind of get your minds going. In thinking about your faith in God, are you pursuing a deeper relationship with God? Do you have a life that consists of a deeper relationship with God or, like everything else in this world, are you just living at the surface level? Hey, let's just be honest, right? It's easy to stay at a basic level. Like, why? Because a deeper relationship with God takes work, it takes intentionality, it takes vulnerability. And some of us, some of us are, are, are probably just happy that we said yes to Jesus. We're just happy that we get to come to church on Sundays and we're happy that kind of God's in our back pocket when we have a problem. But when we stay at the surface level, right, we miss out on a deeper, fulfilling relationship with God. We do not know what we do not experience. So if you're staying at the surface level with God, you might have an understanding this is what Christian faith is all about. But what if, what if there was a pathway to a deeper relationship with God? See, in a world where everyone is operating on the surface level, what is needed most are Christians who represent Jesus well, but not only represent Jesus well, but to demonstrate that a relationship with Jesus is deep and central to everything that we do. Your witness to those who do not know Christ, who do not know Jesus, is, is for you to have a deep relationship with God, because having a deep Faith is countercultural to everything we see around us. See, in a shallow culture, 
a deep faith speaks volumes. The question we may ask ourselves, we must ask ourselves is this, am I content with where I am? I'm going to answer that question for you, for myself. I'm not content where I'm at. See, I have to keep pursuing God because whenever I settle, I'm actually falling behind. That every week of my life needs to be better than the previous week. Every month of my life needs to be better than the previous month. Every year needs to grow from the previous year. And what this world truly, really needs, what this world needs is deep disciples. Listen to what Jeremiah 29 tells us. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your hearts, and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Are you willing to seek God with all of your heart? So what does it look like? What does it look like to have a deep relationship with God, seeking him with all your heart? And here's our premise today is this. The premise is this, that the pathway to a deep relationship with God requires a proper understanding in our minds and our vulnerability in our hearts. When we have the right knowledge, it ideally leads to the right behavior. There's a chapter in the Bible that beautifully describes this, and this is from Psalms 139. So if you have a Bible with you, either on the app or physical Bible, I'm going to encourage you to turn to Psalm 139. And we're going to look through this chapter on the pathway to a deeper relationship with God. And as we explore this pathway to a deeper relationship with God, there's actually two aspects that we're going to pull out of this chapter. And the two aspects are the why and the how. The why we need to have a deeper relationship with God. And secondly, the how we need to have a deeper relationship with God. If you understand the why, that's going to compel us to pursue the how. See, what you think about God and your relationship with Him, that determines everything you else you do in life, right? That affects everything you else you do in life, what you think, what you say, and what you do. But you have, if you have wrong ideas about God and who He is and how He interacts with your life, that's going to be leading to wrong behavior. So, what that means is the right understanding of God leads to the right behavior with God. And we're going to read Psalms 139, and this is written by David. And in this chapter, he contemplates who God is. He contemplates God's relationship with the world and with his people. And I want to encourage us today as we dive into this chapter to see how we can have a deeper pathway with God. And my hope and prayer is that no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, no matter where you are on your journey with God, is that as we go through this, you're going to have a renewed connection, a renewed desire to pursue God deeply. So let's start off with understanding, right, the why we need to have a deep relationship with God. And the first thing we're going to look at is the first six verses of Psalms 139. And the first six verses tell us this. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to obtain. So, the first truth that you need to understand is this. God 
knows you. Simply God knows you. David Bible describes how God knows us, that God knowledge extends from when we wake up to when we go to bed, to everything that we're doing. And as we read these first six verses, we can kind of see and read this theological truth and this weight of this truth that David is wrestling with. And the word searched in the original text means to examine with pain and care or to examine thoroughly. Because God searches the depths of our hearts and our souls. And because of that, we are known to God. So why do we need to have a deeper relationship with God? Because simply God knows you. That the God of the universe intimately knows each and every single one of us. Think about the closest person in your life, the person you, that knows you the most. God knows you so much more. See, a deeper relationship with God flows from our understanding that God knows us. Show of hands, do we have any coffee lovers here? Okay, got a, got a few. And for those of you who raise your hand, you probably have your favorite spot where you get coffee. And for some of you, your best coffee is probably at your house. And for some, you like the local mom and pop shop in your neighborhood. And maybe for others, you prefer the, the chain that's on your way to work. For me, I love the coffee shop near my house. And the thing I love about that place is I feel welcomed when I walk in the door. And I love to be welcomed because they address me by my name. And I walk in the door and they'll say, good morning, Tim. Or they'll say, Tim, your order is ready. You know, it's a great feeling to be known, right? That when someone recognizes us and acknowledges us by name, that is a great feeling that resonates positive feelings in our hearts. And then when you, when you, when you, have, when you met somebody and you haven't seen them in a very long time, and then they know and remember your name, it gives energy in our souls because it feels good to be known. A pathway to connecting with our souls is to be known. And there's not a single thing about you that God does not know. He knows what you have done, what you are doing, and what you will be doing. Anything you think, God knows. Anything you are feeling, God knows. Right, God knows what you're going to say before you're even going to say it. And we read the first few verses of Psalms 139, and you understand that David is trying to comprehend with his amazing knowledge that God knows everything. Listen to what Psalms 33 says. It says, For heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind from his dwelling place. He watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. God knows all. Currently, there's close to 8.1 billion people on this planet. 8.1 billion. And with all those people, the Bible tells us that God sees each and every one of us. So I just want to see how 8.1, how, how big it looks, and to kind of comprehend how big it looks, I'm going to have the number on the screen and to see it written out, right? That's 8.1 billion people. And that may seem like a, a big number, an overwhelming number, right? Where God can't possibly know us, but in fact, he knows each and every one of us. The Bible also tells us in Psalms 147 that God knows and determines each star in the sky. It says this, that he determines the number of stars and calls them by name. Okay, so you're probably wondering how many stars are in the sky. Well, before you take out your phones, before you Google it, I did the homework for you. 
And I'll tell you how many stars are in the sky. But first, scientists actually can only study the number of stars in our galaxy. And our galaxy is called the Milky Way galaxy. And based on their estimates, they believe that in our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, there are a hundred billion stars in our galaxy. And just to see the, the magnitude of that number, that number written out is like this. That's a hundred billion, but just in our galaxy. But scientists also believe that there are nearly two trillion galaxies in our universe. So if each galaxy potentially has a hundred billion stars, the number of stars in our universe would look something like this. For those of you who don't know what that number is, that's 200 sextillion. Hey, get this. The God of the universe who knows each of those stars has the full capacity to deeply know you. Let's continue our passage. We're going to look at the next few verses. Verse 7 says this. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day, for darkness is as light to you. Here's the second truth that you need to know is this. God is with you. The second truth that you need to know on why you need to have a deep relationship with God is that God is with you. And David is asking the question I think every person on this earth, no matter what your faith is, wrestles with. And the the question that everybody believes wrestles with is this. Where's God? Where's God? Where is God in my joy? Where is God in my pain and hardships? Where is God in my fears and anxieties? Where is God when I experience loss or rejection? Or does God even care about my problems, what's going on in my life? What's critical for your faith is that if you need to understand that no matter where you are, what you're doing, you can't escape God. God is with you. That if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, the presence of God is always with you. In the ancient Near East, when this passage was written, light was associated with this divine presence, while darkness was associated with chaos and death. And then David writes, and he, he asks, right, where can I go apart from God? Can I go in the darkness? Can I go in a place of chaos and death? But he quickly realizes the fault in his logic, that even in a place of chaos and death, God is still there, even in the darkness. And the darkness ceases to be darkness because of the irradiant light of God. His very presence casts out all darkness. John 1.5 says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Even in the place of your darkness, God is still with you. Earlier this month, the Gallup organization published results from a new study they did, and they studied this issue of loneliness. And what they found is that nearly a billion people in this world feel very or fairly lonely. And the survey they conducted was across 142 countries around the world. 
And they also found that the highest rates of loneliness are from the young adults ages 19 to 20, with 27% feeling very or fairly lonely. Other organizations like the World Health Organization and the U.S. Surgeon General call attention to the dangers of loneliness in our society. Maybe you feel this way as well, right? There's many reasons why we feel lonely. Maybe you feel like no one's going through what you're going through. Maybe we believe that nobody understands what we are going through. Or, or we believe that we are alone on an island. Perhaps your loneliness stems from uh, a feeling unconnected from God. But I want to help us understand is this, that God is with you in every season of your life. Whether you're thriving or whether you're struggling, God is with you. But many of us, many of us operate in our lives that, like God is absent. We think and we behave that God's presence is not with us. But what changes everything is if you understand that God is with you, that God's presence is with us. And it's a pathway to growing deeper in our relationship with God. That, but we also need God's presence if we are to enjoy his love and to fulfill his purpose. Let me share with you a couple more passages talking about God's never-ending presence in our lives. First one is from Isaiah. It says this, When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. See, not only is God with us, protecting us, watching over us, but His presence empowers us for a purpose. Look at what Jesus tells us in Matthew 28. He says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Let's continue reading Psalms 139. Verse 13 says this, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Third truth on why we need to know God and have a deep relationship is this. God created you for a purpose. See, when you understand and embrace that God created you for a purpose, it will lead to a pathway to a deep relationship with God. See, the Bible makes it very clear that we are designed from the start to live for a unique reason. God calls us to live on mission, to live with purpose. And Psalms 139, right, tells us that God not only created you, but he created you with this divine plan, with this divine plan in mind that when, before you were even born, your life had a plan. And it's our job as Christ followers to pursue God deeper so we can discover and understand his plan. God's vision for you is much more bigger than you can imagine. But it's also impossible for you to do on your own. And you need that deep relationship with God if you're going to accomplish God's purpose in your life. See, if you, are, if you believe you are fearfully and wonderfully made 
by the loving creator in the image of God and redeemed by the Savior who counts you worthy of his very life, then your life will have meaning, purpose, and passion. What you believe about yourself is foundation to how you live your life. See, if you believe that God has created you for a purpose, that's going to affect how you think and behave. But if you believe that you have no purpose and no mission in life, that's going to impact your walk with God. Do you know the thing that can hinder, the thing that can hinder your relationship with God the most is this. It's believing that you have no significance and believing you have no impact in this world. See, all throughout the Bible, all I see is God trying to communicate to people their special place in this world. God created you for a purpose. Listen to Ephesians 2.10. tells us this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This week, many of us celebrated Thanksgiving. Well, raise your hand if at your Thanksgiving celebration you had a pie for dessert. Raise your hand. All right, many of you. Uh, we had pie too, and uh, one of my favorite pies is what I have here. It's an apple pie. Anyone else love apple pies here? Yeah, I got a lot of hands here as well. Um, there are other great pies. There's cherry pies and there's peach pies. But the thing with pies, it, it all starts right, with the fruit from the tree. F fruit trees come in all different shapes and sizes, and there's many different types of fruit trees, but the key is this. They were all birthed with a purpose. While each fruit tree is unique, each serves a purpose in their growth. There is no mistake in the purpose of a fruit tree when it's planted. In that same way, each of us have a different function with the body of Christ. We were all created with a specific purpose. Earlier in the message, I was talking to the kids who got the handout uh, to take some notes, and uh, we're going to do something after the service. So, so kids, if you find our Kids Venture Director, Jacob Hayes, if you find him out these doors in the lobby, uh, show him your notes. And what he's going to do is he's going to pick uh, the notes that he likes the best and uh, the one that he picked, you're going to win a uh, pie for you and your whole family on your way out. All right? So make sure you see Jacob Hayes at the end of the service. Hey, so a pathway to a deeper relationship with God is understanding that we have a purpose and we are created for a purpose. Philippians 2.13 says this, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. We just studied through Psalms 139, and there's some very powerful and life-changing verses in there that show us what a pathway is to a deep relationship with God. Remember, the pathway to a deep relationship with God requires a proper understanding in our minds and our vulnerability in our hearts. With the right knowledge, it ultimately leads to the right behavior. And Psalms 139 reflects on the human experience, right, on, on helping us understand how God interacts with the world, how God interacts with us, and that helps us understand what the pathway is to grow deeper with God. See, when we read this passage, it's not just that God knows everything. He knows me. 
It's just not that God is everywhere. He's everywhere with me. And it's just not that God created everything. He created me for a purpose. Earlier I mentioned that there's two aspects on a pathway to a deeper relationship with God. The why and the how. We looked at the why, but now we're going to look at the how. And the how simply is in the last two verses of the chapter, verses 23 and 24. And listen to how David closes out this chapter in verses 23 and 24. And this gives us our how. He says this. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I want you to notice about the flow of this chapter. For the first 22 verses, David uses kind of the I pronoun a lot, and he, he discusses God's interaction with the world and, and his place in it. But something switches in 23 and 24, and he makes it a lot more personal. And I believe this is a significant insight in the pathway to a deeper relationship with God. And, and David is kind of processing things here in a very systematic and logical way. It's kind of how my brain works as well. And as you read the first 22 verses, David is throwing out all these kind of facts and ideas about God and God's presence and God's knowledge and God's creation. And I think it finally clicks in the last two verses of this chapter. And it finally clicks, and I think David realizes how personal and intimate God is. And he changes the tone and makes it a lot more vulnerable in his tone. And look at the language that he used in the last two verses of the chapter that is a, kind of a, a little change. He says, search me, God, right? Know my heart, right? Test me. Know my anxious thoughts, right? See if there's any offensive way in me. And I believe, right, David is inviting God into the inmost depth and details of his life. And this gives us the how. That, that David was honest and vulnerable with God. And we read throughout the book of Psalms that, that there is this open book, honesty, uncensored language that we see. And, and we would think that maybe God would be disgusted by our hearts, but we look through the book of Psalms and God is not. That God, no matter what is going on, in our hearts that he wants a deep relationship with every single one of us. What we read in the book of Psalms, it shows us the key, right, is honesty and vulnerability to a deep relationship with God. Understanding that your life is transparent for God allows us to dive deep into the emotional spectrum and relationship with God. So the how comes simply from three questions. And I'm going to share with you these three questions on the how we can have a deep relationship with God. But before I give you these three questions, I'm going to give you a little warning. Okay? These are dangerous questions. These are dangerous questions. And, and sometimes we don't want to ask the questions because we don't want the answer to those questions. But if you truly want to know how you can pursue a deeper relationship with God, I think we need to ask ourselves these three difficult questions. And these questions are critical to any age, whether you're five or 95. These are very important questions. So here's the first question to ask in the corporate idea with them. First question is this. What is in my heart? 
What is in my heart? Verse 23 says, search me, God, and know my heart. You can ask God this. You can ask yourself this. What is going on in my heart? Is there bitterness? Is there anger? Is there envy there? See, I can't go deeper in my relationship with God unless I ask a difficult question of what's lurking beneath the surface. When we are doing, saying, or thinking things that are not evidence of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's important that we don't look just at the surface level, but we go deeper. And the simple question that would challenge all of us is, what's in my heart? See, because there's always more beneath the surface. And when we are not behaving in a way that is Christ-honoring, this question helps us find the root of the problem. Here's the second question you can ask yourself. Second question is this. What is making me feel anxious right now? Verse 23 says, to test me and know my anxious thoughts. Anxiety has become more and more prevalent in our society today. It affects the lives of many, many people. And it could be something minor where you have concerns what's happening around you. Or it could be major where you're getting professional help for it. But I believe with everything that's happening in our world, there are moments where anxiety can sink in for every single one of us. You know, the Bible talks about anxiety for a reason. And the reason is it's a real thing. But for some of us, it's hard to admit that when we're feeling anxious about the situation. But what if, what if we came with the attitude that we can ask this question, what is making me feel anxious right now? But just don't stop there. Whatever your answer is, whatever your answer is, bring it to God and allow God to walk you through your anxiety. See, my relationship with God goes deeper when I understand that when I'm anxious, and more importantly, I can take those questions and give it to God immediately. Third and final question is this. What is sinful in my life? Another dangerous question. In verse 24, we see David ask the question, see if there's any offensive way in me. See if there's anything wrong with me. Is there anything bad in me? I, I know that's a basic, this is a basic question, but... Think about it. Do you ever take a moment in your life? Do you ever stop for a moment and just pause and ask God, God, what is sinful in my life? What are some sins that I know about that I need to confess? Or what are some sins that I committed that I committed unintentionally? It, it may seem like a basic question, but I think many of us don't incorporate this into our daily rhythm. If your true desire is to grow deep in your faith and grow in your relationship with God, we need to make sure we remove all barriers that exist. And if we have unconfessed sin lurking in our lives, then that's going to hinder our ability to cultivate a deeper relationship with God. Psalms 139, which we studied, shows us that our only hope is this connection with God. And our desire should be encountering the presence of God, and we should remove anything that might violate that life-giving relationship. It's scary, right, that we worship a God who is intimately personal with his creation and each one of us. But know that nothing is hidden from your life. James 4, 8 tells us that come near to God and he will come near to you.
three questions incorporate in your daily rhythm of life on how you can have a deeper relationship with God. The pathway is this. What is in my heart? What is making me feel anxious right now? What is sinful in my life? See, to have an authentic relationship with God, we need to give ourselves permission to ask these questions. But more importantly, more importantly, we need to be comfortable with the answers. Because what I've learned every day, that God's mercy and His grace are new each and every day. To close this out, I want to read a quote from a book called Indescribable. And this book was written by pastor and author Louis Giglio. And, and this book is all about how we need to encounter God. And I want you to listen to this quote because I feel it really describes what we're talking about today. Here's what it says. He sees it all, the good and the bad, the joy and the pain. But not only does God see, he has the power to heal and repair, to carry and to hold. He sees your fears, so why not bring it to him? He sees your wrongs, so why not confess them and receive his grace and forgiveness? He sees your struggles, so why not stop pretending and lean on Jesus for strength? He sees your questions and doubts, so be honest with him. He sees your dreams and aspirations, so put them in his hands. He sees your motives and intentions, so let him work beneath the surface. He sees your deepest needs. He alone can meet them. God knows everything that's true about you, and he loves you anyway. You are his offspring, his creation, his idea. And you were made to know and love him deeply, reflecting his great glory like the stars. Hey, we go through every day without utilizing things to its fullest. Let's not make that same mistake in our relationship with God. The world needs deep Christians to make an influence and make an impact of this world. So how much of God are you experiencing today? May we be people who walk down the pathway to a deeper relationship with God. Let's pray. God, we want to thank you so much for who you are and how you created each and every single one of us, God. God, we just pray that as you welcome us with open arms, that we come to you with open hearts, that we be people who truly desire to want to walk down this pathway into a deep pursuit with you. And probably this in Jesus' name, amen.